Friends, it's time to come home. It's time to come home, and home is where we are. For this is our spiritual home. This is our church fellowship home. This is God's house where we seek God's presence. And while in that presence, we seek to worship and praise our God. Today is Rally Sunday, and it is a homecoming Sunday of sorts. And it's a wonderful day to be alive and to be here. Today, we begin to regather from our various schedules and activities of the summer to return here to our larger church family. Now, I want to acknowledge at the beginning that this is not a church home for everyone. Some of you are visitors. I simply want to say to all of you, I do hope you will feel at home in the midst of our worship service this morning. Well, what a joy it is to celebrate life together and life in our God on this homecoming Sunday. For some of you, this is your first homecoming Sunday here, and so welcome. For others, this may be your third, fifth, tenth, twentieth, or fiftieth homecoming Sunday of sorts. The point is, we can all experience a sense of coming home, of returning, because no matter who we are, and no matter where we've been on life, our life's journey, we have all probably been homesick at one time or another. And perhaps in a sense, we are always somewhat homesick, at least spiritually. And so we can affirm with the psalmist of old, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Hear now these intriguing words of the poet T.S. Eliot. And I'd like you to try to get your head around what he's saying, because part of the point is you can't fully. In order to arrive there, to arrive where you are, to get from where you are not, you must go by a way wherein there is no ecstasy. In order to arrive at what you do not know, you must go by a way which is the way of ignorance. In order to possess what you do not possess, you must go by the way of dispossession. In order to arrive at what you are not, you must go through the way in which you are not. And what you do not know is the only thing you know. And what you own is what you are not. And where you are is where you are not. We shall not cease from exploration. And the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. Homecoming. All together now at homecoming, we are poised at the edge of exploring a new year together. And we begin today with a fall series of sermons entitled, The Quest and the Call. We are all called to share our gifts and use our gifts in the service of God and in caring for others and for God's creation. And today is a prelude to this series as we hear the first beckoning call, It's Time to Come Home. 
it's time to come home. How many parents have said that to their children? It's time to come home. I'm sure most of us can recall hearing those words from our parents when we were growing up, if we can remember that far back. And what about those times when you remember telling your kids to come home at a certain time for dinner? And when that time came and went, you had to pick up the phone and call and say, it's time to come home. Now, I'll be the first to admit that when a child is out in the backyard or off at a friend's playing and having fun in the sun, as it were, hearing the voice of parents say, it's time to come home, isn't all that exciting. In fact, it's kind of a bummer. But once they get home, if it's a healthy home, they find nourishment, safety, love, and identity. They know they belong and are part of something bigger than themselves. I have called you by name, and you are mine. In a healthy home, you are called by name. You are loved. You are accepted. You belong, and you are redeemed. So let's turn to one of the most familiar and wonderful stories in the entire world. It comes from our text in Luke that Lois read for us, and you know it as the story of the prodigal son. But for today, I'd like to rename it as the true homecoming. Jesus tells us that a young adult who thinks he's got the world by the tail asks his dad for all the cash he can have. Money can buy a lot of fun in the sun, but we all know his money eventually ran out. And his life was reduced to living in a pigsty. In fact, the swine ate better than he did. And then the text says in verse 17, He came to himself. He came to himself. The lights were all turning on and he was beginning to see in a way he had never seen before. And when he came to himself, he realized that money wasn't the answer. Oh, you got to have money and food to survive, and money can buy a house, but it can't buy a home. At least not when your soul is hungry. And it was as though he heard a voice calling, it's time to come home. It's time to come home. And home is precisely where he went to a wonderful celebration and a true homecoming. Yet, what about the older brother? He was just out back and he didn't want to come home. He was not in a party mood. It just didn't seem fair. So the forgiving and loving parent had to say, it's time to come home to him as well. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. You see, the good, doobie, older brother probably went to church every Sunday, and the younger brother didn't. It just didn't seem fair. Kids don't think it's fair when they have to eat all their vegetables. There's a lot in life that doesn't seem fair, especially when we compare ourselves to someone else. These two siblings in our story were coming from two very different places, 
and they each heard a call in a different way, but deep down, it was the same call. It's time to come home. The power of Jesus' parables is the different levels at which they speak. He was not just talking about their home, that is, their residence. He was also talking about their spiritual home with God. And since our best spiritual home is with God in eternity, one of the best spiritual homes we have in the meantime is the church. So whether we feel most like the older son, one of the servants, or the younger son, or whoever, our story today is a reminder to each of us that it's time to come home. It is my hope that this church home will continue to be a place of nourishment, safety, support, community, growth, and identity. For it is here in the context of worship that we know not just who we are, for I have called you by name, but whose we are. And you are mine. And you are mine, for I have called you by name. And you are mine. That is our truest identity on this homecoming Sunday. We are God's own. For it is here that we know we are loved, that we are accepted, that we belong, and that we are redeemed. In his very helpful book, Coming Into Our Own, author Mark Gerzon shares this discovery when reflecting on the human quest. You may be only 30 and already deeply engaged in the quest, or you may be 50 and still resisting it. This is because your chronological age is based on clock time. The quest moves through soul time. In this time zone, which many of us encounter for the first time only in the second half, getting older turns out to have less to do with calendars than with fear, less to do with wrinkles than with truth, and less to do with death itself than with the deepest human dimensions of life. Friends, it's time. It's time to come home. According to a study, average Americans give around 10% of their time to watching television and about 1% to 2% of their time to the church. Friends, it's time to come home. It was the essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson who once observed, This time, like all times, is a very good one if we but know what to do with it. Friends, it's time to come home. Now, I hope you won't leave this morning saying that David Young says we have to go to church every Sunday. Because that's not what I'm saying. I'm not a legalist and I don't believe that. But I do believe regular and frequent worship is as important to the soul as is regular eating patterns and dental hygiene, brushing your teeth, and so on, is for the body. When Jesus says in John's Gospel, make your home in me as I make mine in you, he offers us an intimate place we can truly call home. As his body, 
We are the church, and this is our church home. And home is that place or space where we do not have to be afraid, but can simply be the child of God we were created to be. Fear not, for I have Fear not, for I am with you. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. And you are mine. You are mine. Home is where we can laugh and cry, embrace and dance, dream, eat, read, play, grow, learn, and be accepted. Home is a place of rest and renewal. The word home conjures up a wide range of feelings and emotions into one image. The image of a place where it is good to be. A place of love. You know, I like this notion of homecoming as much as I like Christmas. Because Christmas is a homecoming of sorts too. It's just this doesn't have all the hassles and trappings of the holidays. Today is a symbol and celebration of a real sense of coming together in God. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, says the Lord. And whether you come from the east or the west, the north or the south, I think I can hear God saying at the end of summer, kids, it's time to come home. And whether you've been gone a long time or are here for the first time or were here last Sunday, I think I can still hear God saying, children, family, it's time to come home. Amen.